2: Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one Guitar Nerds Podcast. Excuse yours, me. Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello.
0: Jay Cross. This evening?
2: And Joe Branton. Aha. Not only is it the morning, we're also the world's number one Guitar Nerds Podcast. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. No one can ever dispute that or make a t-shirt about it or a crazy Facebook banner or anything like that. We are the world's number one Guitar Nerds Podcast. Um Busy, busy week this week, Matt Knight. You've been uh, you've been out. Uh, you weren't mm. on the podcast last week, is that right? Has he been on uh, it for the
3: last couple? Uh, we had Dan, no, Dan. Yeah, last week we had Dan. The week before we had Mikey Demus. Oh, the week yeah. Before we had one.
2: Mary. Oh yeah. Oh, you
3: were on. I was the only mind. briefly on that one because.
4: Yeah. Didn't say very much.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Matt, you've been out at uh, Toman Gearhead University this week. Um, Yes. Probably the worst named thing of all time in history. GitCon was pretty bad. That's a bad name. Gearhead University, bad name. But, by all accounts, it looked... It's so Rigs of Dad. The name is <laughs> so Rigs of Dad. i almost bought a of Rigs of Dad t-shirt this morning. I'm going to Toman yeah. Gearhead yeah, University some, they got some with really, my Marshall MG. They've got some really good t-shirts. When you say
0: good t-shirts, do you mean they're wrestling t-shirts?
2: No, no, they're just like good t-shirts. Right, like The logo okay. is just really good. Um,
4: Matt, all that aside, how was it? It was really good. Uh, went to Treppendorf, which is a uh, two and a half hours drive outside of Frankfurt in the German area, of Franconia. Uh, which is actually in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Uh, Sounds Toman it. have no phone signal. They do have free Wi-Fi, so they installed a phone booth in their shop. So really? if you really need to make a phone call, you can uh, you can use their phone booth. Yeah, it's literally in the in the middle of nowhere. But the funny thing is, is that the store, although it's massive now, is still built. It's extended from the original store that Toman started in wait wait Hans. if it's in the middle of nowhere why did they build a store there in the first place probably because well, it was because super what, cheap yeah because what happened was is the grandfather if I remember right of Hans Toman repaired trumpets Grand, on the back Grand, of his bike Grand's Toman yeah Grand Toman he used to travel around fixing people's like trombones and stuff like that on the back of his bike he used to go and around then, giving everyone a then, trombone yeah and then and then basically um moved to his garage and then from there passed on to yeah his his son and then obviously hans toman now and it is one of the most mind-blowing operations i've ever seen just like amazon for guitars yeah they've just built a new warehouse and I, i i don't know it's probably like 15 i don't know
2: I love how you're going it's, to try and work out the square footage. It's probably 15 square feet. Someone told me how many
4: stories tall
2: it was. Basically, how many football pitches is it? Because that's a metric that we all know. Yeah.
4: Uh, I don't know, well over 10. <sighs> how many men could you fit back to back in there? Uh, hundreds of thousands. Wow. Blanny. So you were um, talking about people
2: who work there. You are saying a huge number of people in the, uh, in the operation.
4: Yeah, so I think there's 1,400 people work for Toman in total. 200 people in their call centre, they speak every European language. So every language that they distribute to, they have someone else in their call centre speak it. Uh, no, they probably just speak English. <laughs> no one speaks Welsh. Sorry um, to all our Welsh listeners. Yeah, so that, that's pretty crazy. I mean, their average, considering how many returns they get, I think it's something like 250 a day, their average response time is two hours for like a customer service email. Their average pick, like order to dispatch time, is twenty eight minutes, and at peak time they can dispatch twenty five thousand packages in a day. Wait, sorry, That's why? Why are these statistics that you have recalled? That's very. I they find gave, that very they interesting. They gave us a tour. Then Matt knows all the facts. I know all the facts. So yeah, and at Christmas they never close. So over the Christmas period they open not even Christmas hours. Day. No, they opened 24 I'm not hours a day. That.
2: I'm absolutely not into that. Not for any religious reasons, but, like, give the poor man a break. Do you know
4: what I mean? You've got to have some time off. You're not having... Well, presumably, people are getting paid overtime.
2: Even so... Yeah, so
4: actually, I think the way that they work there is that you have to work a weekend day, um, and you why have Why to- do you know this much? Because he's in it he was he
0: went he got a diploma diploma from the Gearhead University
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing that is day one room 101
4: you go in there and you learn the facts yeah I mean this is the thing so we went to the store you you wander around and the store is massive 200 people work there Um, and they have a department room for everything from grand pianos to uh singing bowls they actually had a meditation room. oh that's
0: awesome i'm into that they had,
4: i think they probably had 75 singing bowls on display <laughs> from 100 euros <laughs> how much do you think the most expensive oh, singing bowl was you can 20 it's, grand
0: it's unbelievable it
4: was it was 7,000 euros weighed 22 kilos and you stand in it and then you do the singing scene <laughs> so it, <laughs> it was I,
0: absolutely
4: nuts i tell you like, what i'm we, into
0: that that's amazing Yeah,
4: they had like an entire... Because they have entire orchestras turn up and buy all their equipment. So they cater for everything from like massive five-octave orchestral xylophones to like tiny hand cymbals. I just want to be
2: the guy who's like, yep. I need. Someone's buying a seven grand singing bowl and I'm just like, yeah, can I just get those little tiny finger symbols that like click yeah. together a little bit? That's what I need.
4: Yeah, exactly that. But the, I did feel sorry because the percussion room is on the top floor. They've got no lift and the heaviest gong they've got there is something like 50 kilos.
0: And it's like a four <laughs> man the, lift. And it's on the
4: 15th floor? No, it's 50 kilos and it's on the top floor. Yeah. Right, which is like three floors up. And they're, right. they're like normal stairways. They're not like massive.
2: I, I right. guess the reason you do that is because how many gongs are you selling versus like base cabs do you know what I mean you put yeah, the base yeah, cabs yeah. and the PA stuff that's going to sell a lot and is heavy on the bottom floor and then even if you've got the occasional gong it's going on the top floor yeah. mate <sighs> yeah
4: um, so but the yeah, key it's absolutely crazy crazy operation the key right.
2: thing about the event I guess was that um, obviously there was a loads of brands there but there was also a lot of uh, our friends
4: from the world of YouTube there yes. um, who did you run into I spoke to our friend Ryan um, from 60 Cycle Hum. Yep. Um, He was hanging out. Uh, Mary Spender. Spent some time with Mikey Demas. He was there for a couple of days. We were out till four in the morning at one point.
0: I felt pretty bad the next day. What were you doing? Were you like grooming each other's beards? Yeah, he was giving me serious beard tips. Is that what it was? Okay, fine.
4: No, (laughs) No, there was a... Toman actually put on a party one night and it was a free bar until four in the morning. Bloody hell. Was that in Toman itself? No, no, no. They'd hired like this massive venue. Um, Right. Still in Treppendorf. uh, Well, Bamberg, which is the... Because Treppendorf is just a village. Right.
0: And don't they all work there? Well,
4: I, I thought that as well, but actually Treppendorf, the village is probably only got like 20 houses in it right and it was just a tiny village beforehand so most people live in bamberg which is like another town about 20 minutes drive away
2: right and that's where you Um, had your uh did a bit of partying down
4: uh, they put on like a band and stuff like that they had some people from berkeley come down the berkeley have just started something called the gear uh the gear club which is basically a room where they hire out stuff for youtubers and influencers who are studying at berkeley right um Got to see some cool people play. Adam Neely, he does a uh, a really great YouTube channel about like music theory and stuff like that, and he played bass. Amazing bass player.
0: Oh yeah, um, I've have seen that Fedder's videos.
4: Yeah, so he he did some stuff. Uh, Jay Leonard Jay, he's been only been doing YouTube just under two years. He was an incredible um, player and and singer. Just like totally, mine got on stage and did loads of print stuff, and it was just like, yeah absolutely amazing but he'd never used a looper before so I was like oh I was like how, you, how have you never used a looper before you know it's he's just one of those amazing players he's like no never needed it like, how much wow. stuff
2: did you have to give away Matty that's the uh, that's the key thing
4: um, I, I gave away just some accessories like straps and cables and some records to people who did videos for us um, gave away a couple of pedals uh, gave an RC3 looper to Mary Spender and oh she's yeah, a really old RC twenty. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then gave some stuff to Philippa. She was the youngest YouTuber there. Um, Philippa she, Q, a little video on the Katana Air. Yeah, was, I saw that. Uh, she was like really obviously. Bear in mind that everyone there is probably in their thirties at least, um, and she's twelve. Yeah, she's I think. twelve, and you know she's obviously quite like nervous. But then as soon as she picked up the guitar, she sang a song for on the katana air and I was absolutely blown away really like, amazing yeah it's um, um my uh, my favourite video that I think has come out so far is
2: you and Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum walking up a hill while you're playing a headless Stramberg and he's carrying the katana air yeah. and it's just like this could be from a film or something because you just sort of see the top of your heads and then you both come up over the hill and you've got the, this like headless guitar rocking and he's like holding the guitar had, like the boom box from Say Anything. And uh, yeah, it's just a great image. Over the yeah, hill it,
0: indeed.
4: Yeah, indeed. The annoying thing was the hill was incredibly steep. Side, <laughs> so it was really difficult to try and walk up and play the guitar. Yeah. Um, I met Nita Strauss. Oh yeah. Um, and... Talked to her about Roland. She uses a GT hundred. She was like WrestleMania, all GT hundred. Really? Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was like, Wow. Oh. I wouldn't be uh,
2: publicising that too much because it sounded pretty bad, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> I think it was more to do with her monitoring than it was uh, to do with the uh, the actual guitar sound. Because yeah, it was kind of a bit all over the place. But when they have live performances there, it always sounds rubbish. And I think it's just yeah, because you're in a whatever that or you're one, in an was, auditorium, eighty thousand seat a stadium, yeah, man, yeah. and you're walking down a ramp. <laughs> And there's yeah like dancers and stuff probably going like on two around PA it. speakers. Yeah, I think like I mean I couldn't see that she was wearing monitors, maybe so she's probably just listening to the like front of house or something. And yeah, uh, yeah it wasn't it wasn't great, but interesting to note, it was all katanas.
4: Yeah, um, uh, GT, GT one hundred. Oh, sorry, which, GT, which, which, even, which sorry. Which was, but she was like oh yeah you still use that with like Alice Cooper and all the Iron Maid and stuff so that was kind of cool is she not not, um, had a go on the Helix then it's weird isn't it no she did try the GT1000 said it's amazing so you know (laughs) they're
2: already on the way to it of course (laughs) of course course. what was the um, the feedback like on GT1000
4: at uh, Toman Really good. Um, It was basically on display. A few people tried it out. I was totally non-pushy, really. I was just like, look, if people want to try stuff, they want to try stuff. That is such rubbish. Uh, I don't believe that for a second.
0: you've got such this idea about yourself being like, oh, no, yeah, I'm not pushy. I'm not pushy. And it's like, oh, yeah, GT1000. GT1000, is it? Do you want a GT1000 and tonic? Oh, sorry, gin and tonic, guys. (laughs) GT1000 and tonic, (laughs) the new drink of choice at Boss (laughs) HQ. Yeah, because it was weird because they had
4: three video rooms that were already fully set up with amps and stuff um, right. and gear. And we've already got, like, a boss display. Um, but there was only five filming stations, so you couldn't really, like, drag a load of stuff in. Um, so the main thing I did was I took some vintage stuff down and let people try a load of vintage. So I bought an old original C one and A-B'd it with a 2 and I took a Space Echo down and A-B'd it with an RE20 and then took an old um, Dimension Rack. Down with the, the pedal as well.
2: I think you should have so. taken the worst boss pedals of all time with you for some... Uh- Hilarious videos, the
4: extortion,
2: yeah, the power driver. Oh, the power driver. What a classic! What a classic! Well, Matt, I'm glad it was good. Um, yeah, it's the videos that I've seen. It's just basically you hanging out with people. That's the only videos that I've really wanted to watch. I don't yeah. really care about the like people playing and stuff. It's not really for me. I just want to see my mates hanging out on video. And yeah. Uh, yeah, those have been quite fun so far. It
4: was it was really good. Met some, you know, met a lot of new people. Um, and. Just sort of, like, yeah, made a bunch of new friends, which was which was great, really, and, and got to talk about gear for five days. And by the end of it, though, I must admit, I was pretty tired of eating bread and <laughs> curry first. Yeah, I bet. It's like every breakfast is just bread and cheese and ham. And it's v- like once you've had five days of bread, cheese, and ham, you're like, please. Vegan no options? Any vegan uh, options? Actually, options? yes. Yep, they, they actually built their own kitchen uh, at Toman now. So they've got an, an entire like restaurant that they've built there that's open to staff and to customers as well. So wow. you can go there and have lunch and they have a vegetarian slash vegan option and two normal options every day. Excuse
0: me? Two what options, mate? Normal. normal. For us normals. <laughs> us normies that are
2: living the living the dream. Living the real world. Living the meat and dairy dream. <laughs> I mean I did it
4: once one thing one day which was called well the the direct translation is liver cheese (laughs) (laughs) i'm in i'm in give it to me um which is basically just it was oh it was rank it was Uh that's not made with liver but it is some sort of like meat thing oh it's horrible that
2: sounds so good talking about rank joe brenton you had a giant portrait of your face made this week why did this happen? I told you. I said I was suffering some serious FOMO from not being
3: at um, at the at the ToMan event because I was at GitCon. Didn't get invited to this one, yeah. so I was like, "What? Am- yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, would you a-
3: know, been have know. been able to go? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been. Able- it's the principle. It's the principle. Made some enemies there. They have. But anyway, so I thought, what what do I need to do? Yeah, (laughs) Yoda. I was like, uh, I was like, (laughs) what what do I need to do to make myself feel better about not being at Toman with all my YouTube friends? So I uh, I commissioned a giant portrait of my
2: own face. Um, Why? I don't get how the two things are linked. I've been, it's, uh, it's, been it's drinking. A different,
0: okay. a different expression of Joe's nepotism—not uh, nepotism, not nepotism narcissism. 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 He can't be on yeah, videos with all his mates, yeah, yeah. so he got a giant portrait. of I'll his face show made. you. Here's a portrait of I'm, uh, me, I'm gonna hang Joe it ab-
3: Brenton. I'm going to hang it above my desk at work. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, how big is it? I don't know. Um Uh, I I think it was six foot by four foot I'm not sure six foot no no it's not that big no I don't know how big it is
2: it's a fair size absolutely yeah, but it's uh, yeah it's good it's good old it's uh, <laughs> looked at what Jay's googled just turn around and Jay's googling various pictures of Vigo the Carpathian
0: that's, that's what I imagine that's how I imagine this is going to be It is. Brandon you're going to hang it up in the uh, hang it up in the GAC office and just like you'll go on holiday or whatever and everyone's just going to keep looking up at you being like he's going
2: to come He's going to kill us all. Joe, are you the scourge of Moldavia? (laughs) Um, Yes. So people can see this on the Facebook group. There is talk about making it into a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, probably should (laughs) make that happen. Just white shirts, just with that, and really big on the front, or
0: maybe just the pocket. No, I think it's got to be full size. Okay, I think uh, on it it should be a plain T-shirt on the front, and on the back, the uh, picture should be uh, right. In the, in the middle, but right right at the bottom. Right. The, the bum crack. The bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the just the, should be. the bum. Yeah. Yeah, funny, yeah we could funny do the bum.
2: Well, but just a pair of little pants with it on the <laughs> Joe bum. Joe Bumpton <laughs> Joe Bumton. <laughs> Matt Knight, you got a, um, a delivery of something quite fun this week.
4: Yes. The people from Mod Duo Devices uh, reached out to us to see if we wanted to just check out their, their pedal, which has been out, actually, it's been out for a little while, but it's a multi-effects that is probably... A little bigger than a 9.6 six M five, but runs a full computer inside. So it basically runs Linux, which is why it took a little while for it to start up. I plugged it in, and I was like, "Why is it just stuck on this one screen?" It's like actually has to boot up like a proper PC, but it's completely open source, plug-in based um, multi-effects. So you plug it into your computer, runs a program in Chrome that you can then completely route signal however you want, like a modular you know, like a modular synth, but with effects pedals. But you can do everything, like MIDI sync, you can do sequences, you can sequence um, controls inside parameters. It's got a, a USB in for, like, peripherals. So you can plug, like, a PlayStation controller in. Yes. And then hook the... Program the PlayStation controller to, like... I don't know, if you press X or something, it, like, turns the distortion on or whatever. It's completely open source. So if you're into programming you can do some really wacky stuff with it and it's constantly being updated and it's com- all the plugins are completely free so when you say plugins are they plugins that people have
2: created or have Mod Duo made these have bit m- of made these plugins right bit a bit of, of both,
4: both. So they they started off by doing a bunch but the, the whole platform is open source so people have been making their own so you've got everything from like you know recreations of boss and electroharmonics pedals to like weird sequences and synths and pitch shifters and yeah. filters and all that sort of. and it's this it's dual independent ins and outs so you can actually run two sources into it at once and then they can have completely different signal chains they can split multiple times uh inside the unit um yeah it's, it's totally nuts totally nuts um not many people have been talking i've not seen anyone use one yet because i think it's just so new and i think it's I guess it's one of those things where it's you almost do get a little bit of option paralysis as soon as you turn it on, because you're like, there's just so much I can do with it. But they've programmed a load of cool stuff in it already, and there's a bunch of amp sims in it. So you can actually just plug headphones straight in and use it as a pedal board with headphones. Does it, at the end, when you go
2: to turn it off, does it say, it is now safe to turn off your computer? Classic Windows 95 gag there big um, so have you found you a uh,
4: in with an open source you could probably put an open source plug in and you just press the pedal press the pedal and it just turns itself off yeah yeah
2: yeah. you plug in the PlayStation controller and you hit the options button and that turns the uh, turns the pedal off
4: yeah have you um, Have you found a way to slot it into the un rig yet no I'm going to um, try and do a Facebook video on it tomorrow do a little bit of a Facebook stream and see if I can do some sort of that with a screen capture or something just messing around with the um, the interface Cool. But it's all Bluetooth as well. So in theory, you can actually like control it via Bluetooth, and maybe there's a way to like hook a Nintendo Wii controller up to it, and then put the Wii controller on the end of your guitar, and then use that. Oh my like word! Um, if not, if there isn't natively,
2: what you could do is you could run Max MSP on your oh, computer. Oh yeah, it runs.
4: Ma- it does run Max MSP. Right.
2: Well, if it runs Max MSP, then yes, you could use a, a Wii controller because I know that Max MSP will take a Wii controller input. So you could. Yeah, you could basically just control your effects with a, with a Wii controller.
4: I think this is the way forward.
2: I think you should just sell the rest of your stuff, to be honest. Yeah, and then sounds... buy, a, buy a Nintendo Wii and this. And, and just, just sell just the mod duo and then just play Wii bowling all the time and forget about <laughs> like playing yeah, guitar sports. entirely. Yeah, that's Wii what you sports. need to do. It's a bit of Wii boxing. Love it. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to sort of dive into it and see what it can do. Nice, nice. Um one thing before we delve into the news, one thing that I tried this week, which actually isn't guitar related, um the Korg Monologue synth. I don't know if you've looked at these Jay. I know you're a bit of a synth addict now. Um but I had a I went to um a friend of mine's house and he was, oh I just bought this Korg Monologue. Battery powered um synth, that is absolutely awesome. Um I d I don't know if it's Korg specifically, but it seems like loads of people are doing
0: battery powered stuff at the moment. Um yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is this is this kind of came from uh, maybe where were we? I guess five or so years ago. I think Korg were the first people to really bring this back into the into the sort of the public's perception with the Volkers. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, is that what you yeah, I think okay. so. I, I mean, I, I
3: mean, I would have thought the the the, the uh, micro Korg before. Yeah, that maybe. Yeah, maybe. You think that's yeah. that's that's, that's, I, that's a decade ago? I think that the Warren Ellis only uses it like on batteries so that he can have it on his lap and like throw it around. Yeah.
0: Right, okay. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know, I I, I I by no means profess to be a uh, a, a synth um, Specialist. expert or anything. I, I've just I've always had like a sort of a passing interest in them. But, but for me the turning point here really was when the Volkers came out and yeah. because they were so cheap yeah. uh compared to, in comparison to everything else that was on the market. And, you know, pretty easy to use. So when I think one of the things that I noticed when they came out was you really saw um a shift in who was buying synths right. it wasn't just people who uh are into like that sort of stuff or into music production. People like guitar players uh, were buying cork volkers, and I think that continued on when uh, Roland released the uh, all those boutiques you know that got to the point where even uh, total idiots like me were able to buy them. Well, you so, think
3: those original boutiques were designed to be a limited edition one-off thing, and yeah. they've now become like a staple part of, yeah. of Roland's synth lineup. With, with the with the, with the Volkers. I think.
2: I think the Volkers weren't designed
3: to be the, a long-term no, product. the Volkers have died off now because right. yeah, the boutiques yeah, yeah. are so I, much I, better.
0: I agree. I agree. But I really think that they were. That was one of the first things that really just kicked this all off. But but yeah, the mo- the monologues are, are, are pretty cheap. I think they're only two hundred thirty quid or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's not a huge amount. Of money, I've, i to be honest with you, I haven't spent a huge amount of time looking at them, but they they seem really cool. It sounded
2: awesome. So he's actually got the Volkers as well. So he's got yeah. all the Volkers lined up and the monologue, um, and they will all sync together. Um, oh, so right, you can, wow. yeah, like start like a beat on the drum one, yeah, and then the arpeggiator in the monologue will be in time with that. Um, it just sounded incredible. Like, all that stuff, none of that stuff costs more than, you know, I think the monologue is the most expensive out of that lot. Yeah, two, um, yeah 200 quid. What's a Volker? Probably
0: 150 quid or something. Um, yeah, um, yeah, maybe
2: nice. even that. Maybe not even that. Maybe that's what they were when they came out. But um,
0: uh, Volker Beats, 117 pounds. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's really, really good fun. Um, so, yeah, we, we had it like set up to use, like, the monologue to trigger a load of stuff and use, like, the rhythm for the Volker Beats to, like, Set the tempo for the yeah. um, for the the monologue as well, and it was just like really good fun.
0: I think Corger just—they're fantastic when it comes to making these sorts of uh, fairly easy to use products. Uh, I've I've always had half an eye looking towards uh, getting an MS Twenty Mini at at some point because yeah, they look amazing and they sound fantastic. You you had one for a while, didn't you, Matt? Not an MS Twenty
3: mini listeners if you're not yeah. familiar with the ms20 it's um it's it's a small keyed synthesizer but it has like um the the sort of vertical control section much
2: like how a, a classic moog would look well, yeah it's based on the, the ms20 which is like a classic korg synth um which has that like the patch base section at the back yeah and then yeah the, the kind of keys at the at the bottom yeah
3: but the, the difference being that it's uh it's, it's about 500 pounds so it's it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a very affordable version
0: of They're very, very reasonable. 400 and yeah, 440 quid. Um, Is that the MS Twenty? The MS Twenty Mini, yeah. You were listening to Spider-man.
3: synth nerds, <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: totally. I know. And without wanting to go too far down this route, I've also or, I've also had had half an eye on uh, getting an ARP Odyssey at some point. Oh, really? They look fantastic. On another one, the Korg uh, Analog Synthesizer. I actually, I mean, no keys or anything. It's just yeah, you, you're oh, they're just they're, manipulating. They're, yeah, they're so good. They're so cool.
3: As we're as we're on that tack, I, I I still think the Arturia Microboot might be the best yep. sort of 250 pounds you can spend if you want yep. a synthesizer. Like uh, we you know. We, I um, I've been doing this band with uh, with my girlfriend where I'm playing guitar and she's playing synthesizer and we're using a, uh, what, what's the Roland drum machine? The TR eight. TR eight. Yeah, yeah, we've been using the there's a few but the yeah, TR eight and uh, and she's using the Arturia uh, Microboot for like bass synth and it's like going through a load of guitar pedals yeah. and stuff so we can drive and delay it and stuff and they're apps they're fantastic yeah, for, yeah. T- for no money yeah
0: I I've I've really been. I've really been thinking a bit more seriously about it. Like, I, I, I had a band practice last night, and uh, the one of the guitar players, Dan, actually, who was on the podcast last week, it was his birthday yesterday. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, the that. big three zero. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so he decided to bail on us. I like, didn't want to have a band practice on his birthday. What, Wally? Oh. So uh, yeah, it was just uh, just the three of us, and uh, there was a couple of bits where I was thinking like. There's a, bit, there's a few bits where I, you know, I do the classic bass player thing, which is I'm I'm just not going to play for a minute here, or I'll just play one note. And I was thinking, I wonder if I could like play a really simple synth line whilst I'm just playing one note on... Like I've got a free hand, can I...
2: Mean, I... Have you plugged any of those boutiques in yet? That's the question. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I need to like, I need to find a way to get them all hooked up properly. Yeah. And, I, and I think I need... I think I need something like a Volca Beats or a TR8 as well. Something that there's so that there's a there's a backbeat there for me to work with because at the moment it's just me going like. Beep,
2: beep, 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 beep. Well, what, what do you need? need? Yeah, I mean that's Matt Knight's dream. Well, cause. totally, totally, just <laughs> no rhythm or any sort of song structure. Actually, just, just, just noise.
4: Now, I did buy. I did buy the boutique. Um. And I'm waiting for it to arrive. The TR08, which is the 808 drum machine, yeah. in boutique size.
0: That's what I'm thinking about maybe getting, actually, because you know, uh I, as much as I hate to admit it, I, the Roland stuff is a bit cooler than the uh yeah. the cork stuff, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You know. Yeah. yeah. But um. But yeah. Like I. I don't know. We'll see. But I'd like to. I'd like to be able to try and mix some of that in with this <laughs> extremely <laughs> boring punk that we're doing otherwise. So I don't know. We'll see. Guitars and that. Guitars are all right, aren't they? <laughs> um, with that, we should dive oh, into... B- b- quickly, before we move on.
3: Okay. Uh, last night, uh, just, just one other thing. Uh, last night, uh, you, you came around here and we shot, um, we, we shot a load of videos. Uh, we did. Um, but afterwards, I had to build my pedal board because I've oh, got yeah. to go off to Birmingham and do a gig. I had to rebuild it. <laughs> do you know what I used? The new Daddario uh, Cut to Measure Power
2: uh cables for for your power brick. So, are they like the one that I used for the patch cables where the ends are like ridiculously chunky? No. Okay. So,
3: Didario have obviously seen what Boss have just put out, and, right. uh, and been like, oh, that's that's what people actually want. So, <laughs> they've just released a new, they've released new patch cables and this, and, and I think we spoke about it on Gear of the Year, didn't we? The the new cut to measure, um, uh, uh, power. I don't, I don't thing. think we did. No, the, the we spoke Daddari- about the three
4: monkeys. Yeah. Oh, was it three cables? monkeys?
3: Right. So, yeah. Didario now have one, but I thought it was great. It was really nice to have like neat. Um, power as well as, as, as neat patch cables. Yeah, problem for me is always going to be the same problem that I have with these cut to measure patch cables. Is um, it's it's kind of uh, it's it's a it's a bit it it doesn't work. It's not true um, because I mean, how many people actually keep their boards? kind of it, the same for a long for period a long of time period, yeah, yeah. so it's just really expensive and, and, and actually I do think they break more than normal patch cables do like any of them no matter how easy they are to put together if you're actually gigging it something that's solderless that you've put together is 100% going to break more maybe often maybe something that you put together well that's uh, yeah, yeah I, guess it, I guess it's down to I guess it is that. that is what it's down to but I think I think most most guitarists will, you know, fail well, I mean, to put it together appropriately. At the
4: end of the day, it is a convenience thing because, you know, I built boards for a while and I was soldering everything. The problem is it's so much more time-consuming. Yeah. And if it if it fails, you've got to, like, unsolder it, clean all the connections and everything. And then, obviously, the other problem is, is when it comes down to moving your board around, if everything's soldered, you can't just cut the end off and then quickly put a new patch of cable together. So I guess that, you know there's pros and cons to both. I mean yeah. if I could have a completely soldered soldered board that I'd probably never touch again and that's totally fine. Same as like Mikey DeMons I guess you saying that he sold us all the all the cables and everything but his rig stays the same and you know they do like a massive tour that goes on for Yeah, I think that's that's or the or thing. Whatever. It depends on the player, doesn't it? If if you are going to be set
3: then then do it. Then then they're great. I am absolutely not ever going to be yeah, set. Yeah, I think
0: I think it makes sense for Mikey because you know they they're at the start of what will probably be a I don't know, an 18 month, two year yeah. album tour, album cycle. So he's got his stuff set. He can't mix it up too much because if he mixes it up too much, then you're moving away from what the songs are, what people want to hear. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's
2: very, a um, very different situation.
0: Just, uh, just uh, if I can be, if you'll excuse me being a little bit mean for a minute, I saw something Please on the do. internet that I, I really enjoyed this week that was uh, to do with the Dario. Uh-huh. I can't remember who it was. I think it was maybe on 60 cycle hum uh, on, on their Facebook group, someone pointed out you know they've got this um app, this marketing campaign going at the moment about their new cables which is they they show a cross section of a guitar cable and uh inside the jack the uh the the the, the like wire is split apart from the from so that the signal isn't isn't true and uh the uh the the copy says this is where 99 percent of all cables fail and then the other side says meet the other one percent and someone pointed out it's like all oh, right where do your cables fail then None. Like is it, <laughs> if they're not breaking inside the jack, where are you okay? Like it just seems like a really poorly thought through. Yeah, uh, the, word, the wording of that is not is uh, <laughs> not a
2: deal, but yeah.
1: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
2: There we go, there we go. With that, we should dive into a whole load of this week's news. First up, Ernie Ball have announced some brand new colours and indeed a new tremolo model of the uh, James Valentine signature. Matt Knight.
4: Yes, we actually got to try this at NAM. I think it was, I guess it was kind of like a NAM release, but it was like they're not actually in stores yet. So I think they've actually officially started shipping out to stores. Effectively, exactly the same as the Valentine model, but with the Ernie Ball trem. We've got photos oh. of this up on our Instagram, these guitars yes, we? yes, three new colors um so the the Trem model comes in Toluca Lake blue, Husker red, and saturn gold the The blue is absolutely fantastic, yeah, blue's nice, gold's good yeah, um, and sorry, that's Saturn as in the planet. I think i it might have sounded like I said Saturn, but no, it's saturn. saturn gold are you um are you gutted that you didn't get the gold one? uh in a way, do you know what I tried it, and I was like. The trem is an excellent, excellent addition to these guitars. And as I said when we did the podcast way back at NAM, like the quality of the roasted flame maple they're getting yeah. at the moment, like the necks I'm seeing are like I mean, I thought I had a pretty good flame neck, and then you see the stuff that's coming out of the factory now and you're like That is mental.
0: Yeah, the gold one that's on their website, the neck on it looks just absolutely bonkers.
2: And you know it's going to be like the one that you get is going to be as good quality as that. And
0: and it's funny because it we all all talk about all the time how we don't really care about that sort of thing you know like a bird's eye maple neck i mean i don't care about that or a flame maple neck i don't care about that but the fact that this is a, it's a, just a really nice piece of wood that's just been roasted like that they, they look fantastic they really do yeah. i mean i without wanting to spoil the party too much for me the best color is still the trans buttermilk the first it's, one is really nice i i, I, I don't really. think i don't think they'll they'll better that i think that looks absolutely incredible go
2: back to the picture of the blue that you had up there just want to see. Yeah, I I do like it. It is it, really it, it is
0: nice the blue, but I I just think that the uh the the I, I tell you unless, the, until they do until they do a shell pink one, I don't think I'm going to be swayed away from that trans buttermilk. <laughs> the, the
3: blue is uh, the blue's kind of a Pelham blue, listeners, if you haven't seen. And I think they changed the plate to white on the, yeah, on the blue correct, one. Yeah. Yeah. It looks
0: like
2: um the Man City blue that Noel Gallagher had on that Epiphone <laughs> supernova because it's like yeah. that and it's kind of got you know, like almost like a Sheraton style plate on it as well. So it's got that kind of vibe to it.
3: When, uh, when me and Matt, wait, did you come? No, I it's think, just me and Matt. Factory, when, no? when me and Matt went to the factory, um, they had an unbuilt, um, neon pink. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember seeing one. the picture. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who did they build that for? It was the, the guitarist. No, it, they built no the singer. The singer the What's his name? Vine. Levine? James Levine. James
2: Levine. Yeah. yeah. Oh Very no, cool. Adam, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. James Valentine, Adam Levine. Yeah. Um, can they not because obviously with the um, uh, and I don't know if this is still the case but when they were doing like super sports and stuff you could and I'm sure they still do it on the bases stingrays and stuff you could choose from like a huge range of colours and I'm sure one of those was pink back in the day. Can you not just choose a colour on the James no, no, they, no, they've really slimmed down
3: their, their right. custom options. Um, they are actually very smartly. That was kind of for the reason that, um, that, that, you know, I've had that chat with them. I'm sure Matt has as well. I'm sure you guys have as well. When, when it comes to a guitar shop stocking Music Man, it's very difficult to do that yeah. because... They have so many options that if you choose a few things to stock, chances are the customers are going to come in, try that out, and then be like, yeah, I actually want it slightly differently like this. So you have to custom order something in anyway, and you end up with a load of guitars that just sit around the shop. That's why loads of guitar shops choose not to stock Music Man or to stock them in very limited quantities. Music Man have addressed this now, limited their range. So that you're you're pretty safe now as a as a retailer. So you yeah. are buying in the totally. The that was
0: that was always the problem back in the day when yeah. we, you know someone would say, oh, right, I want to try Pratucci. It's like, okay, well, which of the 18 colors do you want to try them in? Yeah. And, and like, which of the four different trim styles would you like to try? And which of the five different pickup variations? And do you, and want do you to need try? a piezo with that? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Six, just, or oh, seven six or string. seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just absolutely, just monstrous.
2: I actually want it in seven string with a piezo in Mystic Dream Coat. Yeah, please. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> classic option. They classic. Uh, but only a single single coil in the neck please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um oh I'm quite happy that they're doing that in more colors because it's good obviously that you know that original color is really really nice but um I think for some people you know color can be kind of um prohibitive if they're not really into it but they like the guitar but they're like oh, I'd never buy a guitar in that finish. So yeah that is um that is super cool and also obviously the trem options as well opens it up to loads of new players.
4: Yeah, yeah just- and the trem is like a spot on it yeah. feels great it's really nice to use doesn't go out of tune it's just like well everything you'd expect from a from a music man I just really. love the
2: fact that they're taking their basic signature models and kind of making that their product range yeah. you know like offering that in trim or non-trim means that that is kind of a standard model now you know you wouldn't really mm. or you wouldn't you wouldn't just buy it if you're a James Valentine fan that is like their strat or telly, do you know what I mean? And then yeah. you just, and they've got options around that. I think that's a really, really smart strategy. Um, yeah. offering different guitars because they're signature models, but they're not just like, you know, the Stingray or the Cutlass or whatever. Um, but they're building a kind of strong range based around the signature models. I 100%. think that's, um, that's super cool. Um, there was a brand new Squire guitar this week, <laughs> uh, in a rather nice color. Talking about nice colors. Um, Jay Cross, tell us about it.
0: Yeah. So following on from, uh, the success i guess of the long-lasting bullet strap which you know has always been in the in the uh, in the mix and then last year there was the bullet uh, mustang um we have, what fender have uh just uh, announced something that's been available in the us for a little while but come over to europe for the first time a bullet telecaster um for like sub 150 quid Uh, and at at the moment it's only available in one colour and that colour is seafoam green yeah I I tell you what honestly when we first found out about this it was Dan and I were sat together uh, Dan Grace from the podcast last week and we were just like oh my gosh, Like, how has this never happened before? And I'm I'm so, so excited for them to come over. We were only able to get a very small number to begin with, so they're fairly limited at the moment. So I would say if you're looking for uh, something that you want to get that's a a, a real cheap and easy throwabout guitar um, or something that you want to get for someone to learn on that looks good, uh, absolutely just go and get one of these immediately because they're not going to hang around for very long. I'm so, I'm honestly I'm so excited about them. Body's a little bit smaller. Um it's fairly cheap pickups, you know, they they're just sort of square.
2: Not smaller, it's just shallower. Yeah, sorry,
0: yeah, yeah, a little yeah, shallower I guess. Yeah. It's the in the same way that the the strats and the Mustangs yeah. are yeah, is yeah. that you know they're they're not there's not as much mass there. Um the only thing that's a little bit of a shame about it is they are only routed for single coils. So it's not going to be quite the um the the modcaster that maybe the uh the Mustang is but already having the two uh humbucker holes there but that side is a seafoam green telly for 150 quid yeah. yeah like what more can you ask for i'm so i'm so excited about this yeah. i really am i think it's uh, it's going to be a they seem to be they
3: they've for for a company that for years <laughs> were characterized by uh you know black olympic white sunbursts and candy apple that they've all of a sudden really got colors down in every range
0: listen mate you get the right you get the right people working <laughs> for you <laughs> the sky's the limit Is what i'm saying <laughs> almost, just, uh, just wait till you see what's coming for the rest of the year honestly that just every time there's an announcement i'm just like i can't wait to talk to people about this it's so exciting yeah it's an
2: exciting time for fender at the moment there's some yeah some some good stuff out at the moment, and. Uh, I don't know, probably some great stuff coming down the pipe. You, uh, you never know. Just just wait and see. You never know. Um, Benson Amps have just announced a uh, brand new preamp pedal, the Benson Preamp. Oh, yeah. So Benson Amps, everyone's favourite, well, probably not
3: everyone's favourite amp company, but they're super cool. Like, they're, you know, they're part of this Portland super boutique, really retro range of excellent old school stuff. And uh, this is their first foray into into pedals. So this is uh, ba- based on their uh, on their Chimera. Is that how you say it? Chimera. That one uh, uh, amp. But this is the preamp. So um, so it's, it's 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 not not tube like the the amp would be. Um, but uh, sonically, it's it's certainly based on that. And they say it's 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 a really simple preamp with just like treble, bass, drive, and volume. But you know you can use it everything from a, a clean boost an EQ you can use it as a drive pedal it's um, just a really cool warm awesome sounding preamp and I, I'd rather use like a preamp as a drive pedal than, a, than just a like pedal, something as limiting yeah. as a drive um, uh, yeah I'm, I'm really excited to get Get hold of one of these, I think they'll be super cool. I'm expecting them to be quite Hudson
2: Electronics broadcast. Oh, I was gonna um, say it's yeah. gonna fit in exactly the same spot as that, the broadcast. It's got does. more
0: than a uh, more than a hair of the the broadcast about it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, from yeah. the from the colour and the even the arrangement of where the uh the switch is and everything. But uh, yeah. I, I, it looks amazing. I'm looking forward to hearing it.
2: Some of the most impressive amps we saw at Nam Matt, do you remember hearing that tiny little combo
4: that they do? Oh and it was a tiny little head, sorry, with a little cab.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they like just
4: it's just a cool looking brand like all round I wish you could get them over here easier
2: yeah yeah that's always going to be the issue isn't it because they are you know part of this as Joe said like this Portland scene that's very kind of DIY and kind of um, fairly small yeah Um, yeah, getting them internationally is difficult
4: maybe guitar nerds need to go to Portland maybe that's Maybe
2: that's it. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do that. Talking of um, Portland, actually, and Seattle, um, I was listening to the Tone Mob podcast this week um, with Andy Kim from Sinusoid. Uh huh. Um, you should all check that out because the story behind Sinusoid and kind of um, Andy's like journey to, to making Sinusoid a thing is really really interesting. Um, and talking about you know why Sinusoid cables are in his mind <laughs> excuse me better than than other cables um but also just you know the kind of business practices of, of the company and where they see it going um super interesting to listen to it gives me confidence i mean obviously you know we've had some of the product here and i think joe you're using oh, I've it i've
3: got some there, there's there's loads here like They're, everything they do is uh, is absolutely banging so um all their custom shop cables um, oh, look. Where's that white oh, one look. that you had look. plugged in last night? So these are these are the ones I use. They they actually. Who are you do... saying look to?
0: Oh, so yeah. To
3: sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry,
2: listeners.
3: No, I just realised that there were white ones right next to me, but um, I've just I've just handed uh, a couple of the white custom shop ones. I really like everything about them. They're just um, they're really well put together cables, and it's such a weird thing to think this is really well put together. But um, I like that they have the built in Velcro. Um and and you know, so that you can roll them up cable simply. tidy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I think they're really good. Their patch cables are good and actually those are like their budget ones. They do this really sort of Kevlary mesh sort of uh uh Uh, cables as well which i have somewhere over there but um, yeah but yeah absolutely fantastic i cannot recommend sinusoid enough obviously in the uk it's very difficult for you to get hold of them but um do you know what actually you can check out some stuff i did of them i did some little stop motion animations of them on our instagram so listeners if you want to have a look they they come in like pizza boxes and inside that they talk about that pizza on the uh, podcast
2: episode. Really, yeah. yeah
3: the, inside that pizza box, you get your cable wrapped in um, in in brown paper with with string tying it up, and it's just such a it's such wonderful presentation. You know, you're buying into uh, like a company that that are really trying to make a, a really good product They're it's quite different from going
2: out. down the guitar store and buying a five pound Venom Adder yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 12 or whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a different experience than that but yeah I mean the, the Venom Viper 10 was, yeah, the, uh, yeah, it was yeah. the classic four pound guitar lead yeah yeah the um
2: yeah, it's they're going to run into the same situation as Music Man, I think, where because they do offer such customizable stuff, you know, you can get everything from, you know, patch leads with different ends, uh, you know, whether you want straight or yeah. pancake um, to, you know, loads of different types of cable, loads of different types of connectors. It's so difficult for someone who's, you know, got to buy a bulk of it to then sell on like a distributor or whatever. To actually judge what people are going to buy, oh, yeah. I guess that's the yeah. um, that's the uh, that's the issue. But Even if,
3: their patch cables come with like a built in like one in every three comes with a built in um, velcro cable tie so that you can, so you can pack put up your patch th- cables three as you
2: together want. or six together or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Awesome, yeah, they're um, they're super cool. So yeah, recommend definitely definitely listen to that podcast. Uh, and again, they talk a bit about the kind of Portland and Seattle scene. So Benson, I think probably get a men- mention in that's there. Good. Um, but, I was I
0: was supposed to be on it this week, but it ended up not falling. It, Ended up not working out. Well, Joe, i oh, in so on, it you're on, on it this week, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Blake so was You've been swapped out, basically. For basically, Joe Blake is Blake is uh, he's shown his hand, and uh, that's it. I will never ever listen to the Time Up again. Yeah, sounds fair. <laughs> sounds fair. <laughs> and
2: brand new pedal from Doctor No, uh, the Moon Canyons. The, um, this is genuinely weird.
3: Yeah, this is
0: this is very weird. Um, also. When I was reading up about this, I was very, very. It was last night, and I was very tired. And uh, I just saw the word canyon, and I thought, "That's weird. I can't believe this company, Doctor No Moon, have named their pedal after an electro harmonics pedal." Yeah, sorry. The way that <laughs> I've worded it in the
2: email makes it does look like it's Doctor No Moon,
0: <laughs> the Doctor No Moon Canyon. Yeah, um, but no, this is the uh, this is the Moon Canyon from Doctor No. Doctor No, of course, the uh, pedal company that we all know from making. Uh, All sorts of weird and wonderful fuzzes, including everybody's uh, favourite troll pedal, the turd fuzz. Oh, yeah. Um, But this is, um, it's more of a, I I guess, if you can go from something that is uh, as ridiculous as the turd fuzz, this is a slightly more uh, normal looking pedal, although it's still completely, (laughs) I'm a little bit hesitant to say that because it is still completely balmy. Um, but all in all, I actually think this is going to be a very very cool piece of kit. So it's uh, it's an um, it's a multi effects. You've got a drive uh, in which is first in the chain. Then you've got uh, a really really expansive sounding reverb, and then you've got a really nice digital delay, but that has a lot of uh, ad- that basically sounds like an analog delay. And uh, in the middle of that in between the drive and the reverb you also have an effects loop so this essentially um does exactly what we have been complaining about with regards to the tech 21 uh uh, fly rig fly Fly rig rig. yes thank you we've always said that like great pedals but it needs an effects loop so you can put your own stuff in and this actually has that but oh like the the quality of the effects in this over the uh, over over the over the fly rig it's just absolutely monstrous some of the stuff that you can do with this pedal is just completely ballistic um, I, I, I mean I I don't know if any of you guys have watched the videos on it but I just I can't understand how they're getting so much out of just a just a small pedal like this. What's going on in the middle of the pedal? There, I'm looking at a picture of it now, and there's like so a, some sort of like have, little bubble. Yeah, well, it appears to have some sort of orb or something that's that's just cut in the... In, it's in, the moon. Well, yeah, I realise it's the moon, but like I think it's actually like it sticks out. Sticks from the, out because yeah. they've done
2: that before. They, ha- I can't remember the name of it, Matt. You'll probably be able to fill me in. There's one that they make that's got a little kind of bubble in it that um, has got like a tiny brain in it.
4: Um. They did. I think they did like a preamp pedal, if I remember rightly, that had that. But they all have weird things. Like the Troy Van Leeuwen fuzz has like a bird's skull on it, doesn't it? Yeah. That like the controls and stuff. So they're always doing things like a little bit weird. And I remember I actually saw one of those turd fuzzers in a shop in Japan, and it's pretty big. Really? Like a big yeah, old turd. Yeah. I was like, wow, because I guess like you look at the price and you're like, oh, it's it is kind of expensive but then when you look at what it comes with as well you're like it's it's nice to see stuff presented like we were just saying with the cables that's so yeah, a little bit more than just a white box
2: it comes with, with a, a bag some toilet roll <laughs> uh, just a little well
4: scooper. this one comes with like a small novel right it comes with like a book yeah it's like presented in the book and it comes with the certificate and everything as well
0: so uh, uh, uh as well as all of that you've got um some other really nice features so it's, it's a really chunky looking pedal and the uh the 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 leds that let you know whether the pedal is what each effect is on is is a uh, a kind of a ring that circles the switch itself so it just it, you've got to che- you've got to check this out because it, it just looks absolutely amazing, really, really well built. The thing that I find a little bit weird about it is apparently this has been um, this has been like two years in development. They've been teasing this for a little while. They're only going to make three hundred and fifty of them. Okay, really? Yeah, which seems very weird. I mean, maybe they're trying to maybe they're really trying to you know push the uh, limited availability on on. The idea of these pedals. I mean, but...
2: I think it adds to that theatricality
4: of well, the whole sure, thing. Really. For sure.
0: For sure. I think most of the stuff they do is limited edition. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it is. Um, it is. I think it is just pretty much all just Dr. No. I think he does everything still in uh, in in the Netherlands. Oh, is
2: that where they're from? I didn't. know Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't think these are you know OEM'd in China or anything. I'm pretty no, sure no, no. he's he's doing it all himself. Yeah. So, something like that. You know, huh? like, you can understand that there's a there's that that idea of limited availability there but yeah 400 400 quid odd so it's not it's not a cheap pedal by any stretch of the imagination but it really is a, a piece of art like it's, it's definitely something you need to look at and you, you've got to check it out because you know you've got those that the like that lovely shimmer reverb which i know makes joe uh, go weak hey. at the knees and really, really lovely uh, repeats and everything on the on the, on the the analogue voice delay. So, yeah, all in all, really, really bonkers looking pedal. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing some demos of it properly.
2: I sort of think with these things, there must be
4: a collector's market for these. There'll be a few people who just collect Dr. No pedals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you say that, actually? Because um, I was looking at Solar Sound pedals the other day. Yeah. Because obviously they're still made by Macaris. They made the yeah. first one. Um, and they make them in limited amounts. I think it's like an eighteen-month waiting list. But you can buy the complete set of Solar Sound pedals—the one, two, three, and four of the tone benders—three thousand six hundred pounds.
0: You know, we, you know, and they went, they were because they were at the show, weren't they? They were at the Birmingham Guitar Show, and I, yeah. I was talking with him, and he invited us to, he invited us over. He's only yeah, in Haber Teeth. He's only up the road. Yeah, yeah. I
4: think they're built in like a barn. Yeah, built in like, a
0: barn in Haber Teeth. Yeah. Wow. i was just so like weird.
4: crazy collectible i mean name must because i mean they' still if you actually look inside i think one of them is only like six components yeah and um yeah saying that basically don't bother covering up the circuit because everyone knows what the circuit is yeah we use transistors and stuff that we bought way back in the 60s and you can't you can't buy them anymore yeah so that's all the original parts and i was like you can sort of see it as a as a collector's piece having a complete set but i mean that's like I've, I, that's got to be the most expensive set i've seen <laughs> well i was gonna say we yeah. thought the boss pedal set was too expensive this yeah. is uh... well i mean the individual ones are 900 quid on an 18 month waiting wow. list or you can buy a complete set blimey for 3600 yeah
2: that's um that's pretty full on isn't it wonder if they do interest-free finance on that probably not Oh, I just got a new credit card. That this is too dangerous to talk about. We shouldn't. I need to pick something to buy with it. No, <laughs> you should save your money, Joe Branton. Save it for when this all comes crashing down eventually, yeah. which I'm sure it will. Let's do. Um, let's do one quick question. Good.
3: Sorry, sorry, you, you threw me off then.
2: You, you were like, No, cut it. I what? thought
3: you were gonna do the the last section of news that we had there, but I was like, It's really boring. I don't want to well, do Well, it, it was about a
2: base, so yeah, yeah no. Exactly, yeah. Um let's do um let's do okay, this one's fun. Derek says, I'm working on a Cabernet Barracha build. It'll be oh, yes. dressed in so um for those who don't know, Cabernet Barracha is the reverse kind of
0: Jaguar, Jaguar
2: with Gretsch pickups in it. Yeah. Fender did them as a very limited custom shop model. Oh, I, think so was, I think there was I think there was
0: twenty one something like that or so, yeah. yeah it was a very um, very, very so we had one didn't we in the we guitar did. shop it was, it was absolutely you loved it I did love it it was absolutely astonishing
4: was incredible yeah. my only problem was it with it was you. you couldn't get past like the 14th fret yeah because of the yeah. reverse. Of the Sorry. I don't understand. What's the problem?
3: No, you get can to... get to 16. 17, maybe uh, at a push. 17. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't know Who there were 17 frets
0: on the guitar. Or There's 12 for that. There's only part. seven,
2: yeah. Derek yeah. um, says I'm working on a Cabernet Barracha build. It'll be dressed in nickel hardware with a white guard and TV Jones pickups. I can't decide between Pelham Blue, Lake Placid Blue, or Dakota Red. I'm looking for input for some fellow nerds. Joe B, oh my
3: God, that's so hard because there's a three really great colors. What was the red? Dakota. Dakota. Uh, uh. I mean, I'd, I'd sooner go candy apple than Dakota.
4: What? You're absolutely no, bonkers. No, Dakota is that really weird postbox red. I'm, I'm I, not into that. I, I'm I'm into no, it. I
3: love Dakota, but I I really really like candy
2: apple red. But I I
3: think I'd have to say Pelham,
2: Pelham blue. Yeah. So the sort of Man City blue, like we talked about before.
4: That kind well, of Gibson the, blue. Gibson blue. blue yeah. 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 Man, what are you saying? Oh, out of those three. I, to be honest, I would I wouldn't have any of them. I'd just go black. Really, you've got to yeah, pick th- one. Uh, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of any
0: of those colours. Really? One to me How are you words. not
3: a fan? Those are three great colours. Dakota uh, red is a great colour. No, Dakota not, red not is a fan cool. Of
0: those, I don't. I'm not I, a fan of those blues. I've never been a big fan of Late Placid blue. I think I think Lake Placid blue is really? is a bit boring personally. But, yeah. Wait, what was funny the enough? Actually, I've I, I you just doubled it. Just Placid or Pelham.
4: Yeah, oh, they're the same. I've seen a non-reverse one in the, um, I guess like the Hot Rod Red, which was the... um, Great colour. Absolutely great
2: colour. Consider seafoam. No, I'm saying, looking at that picture, I think we've just found the same one, Matt, of a non-reverse in, yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, red, basically, like a...
4: It's Fiesta. Yeah, Hot Sonic Red.
2: Yeah, Sonic Red, or or, no, it's not, um, it's like Hot Rod Red, they called it in the past. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I tell you what though I've just seen the picture of the Cabronita Especial that they did um, and there's Candy Apple Red which looks amazing um, Frost Blue Racing Green and Shell Pink I mean they just look so good in yeah, Shell Pink. I mean but obviously I mean, the answer is Shell Pink I mean Pink. Yeah, I yeah. Don't even, yeah.
0: you don't even need to discuss it the thing it.
4: is the Relic the Relic Black one looked
0: so good the, the, the Black good. one really really looked amazing it just it looked absolutely astonishing I forgot my, about that guitar one of my favourite ever guitars that one I'm saying if you
2: can't go for shell pink, go for the Dakota red because that one that there's examples of on- online look so so good. Yeah yeah, 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 with the white guard as well. That looks um, that looks awesome. And um, with that, we should wrap up this podcast. If you want to hear more, we're going to be uh, d- taking some more questions over on the Patreon episode. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerd's. Where from as little as one dollar a month, you can support the Guitar Nerd's podcast. Five dollars a month gets you an extra half an hour every week plus in- uh, access. Sorry to exclusive series. Like Branton's ranton. And um, if you go for the ten dollar tier, you get your name read out on the regular episode in one breath by Joe Branton. Like these people. Ah, oh, there's more people. There's, it's a really long name. There's more people this week, and it's a long one. Can he still do it in one breath? Oh. Are we ready to find out? <clears throat> do you want music or not this week?
3: No, no, no. Let's keep it real because re- people want to hear their names, don't they? Yeah, they do.
2: Narcissists. Yeah. That's fine. And um, you've sure- got to make sure self-portrait. Yeah, you've got to make sure that the names are clear and crisp okay. this week all right, are you all ready right. 3 2 1 go Chris Wolfman Cuthbertson Ryan McDermott Robert
3: Cousins Rob Gould, Nate Nagel Tucker Amadon Ernie Cooper Emery James Baker Christoph Ruffler, Stade Omar Matt Roberts Dave Lee Derek Whitson Martin Cliff Matt Davis, Aaron Servan, Blake Wylan, Jake Gray, Christopher Loosett,
4: Juan Garrior, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Nordwick, Ron Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Mancha, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Mark Cross, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstice, Paul Corrigan, Will Curse, Scott O'Brien, Widdle Tomzett, Moo Gravit, Colin Anderson, Chris
3: Wolfman Cosmets, and how long is that name? How am I even supposed to say
4: that, in one Brian? Podcast. <laughs>
2: oh we're getting to the point it's not that far off now i think maybe three four more names and this is going to be a real I'm struggle really
3: try and conserve I know, whilst, um,
2: I know you are i know you i can tell oh. there was a couple of bits this week where you wobbled i think all we need uh you know if you've got a spare ten dollars uh, every month
0: or even if you you know are a five dollar patreon and you want to bump up
2: yeah definitely just to just to make joe's life difficult even if it's just for a few months i think we need to push it i think three or four more names and he's going to really struggle i just think we need to put a rule against people uh, adding their middle names no I'm I into it I disagree. think any new people who sign up must put a, uh, like a nickname uh, in their name <laughs> Chris Wolfman Cuthbertson it might I not think not a is- nickname it, that's true. It could be his actual... It is in... Um, it's, it's in yeah, inverted commas. It, it's in inverted commas. So, yeah, I think probably it is well, a nickname. Could,
4: could, I served a once. whose name began with Z and then an asterisk. Oh, so yeah. Who, yeah. Yeah, that okay. is...
2: Um, yeah, very, uh, very odd. Anyway, um, if you want to join in the fun, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum where you can submit questions and have a laugh with the rest of the listeners of the podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at guitar nerds and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. Thanks very much, and we'll see you
0: next week. Cheers, gang. Wait, Zastrix?
3: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts.